Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Joe Rigotti, hit the open! On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Please, Chris Gear, Chris, please, Brian Flores, please don't screw this up. I'm begging you. It's draft day, and it's busy here on ESPN 106.3. I'm Ken Levicka. I've got my name on the show. He's Chris Kokel. He's my sidekick, and we are in part one of two Ken Levicka lives today. We're going to be back with you what? at 6 o'clock from PBKC draft Paddock Restaurant. Day! Their NFL draft party does doors open at five and we're on the air at six, but we have a ton to do today. We are mere moments away from talking with former Jets and Dolphins GM Mike Tannenbaum. Uh, I want to dig in on the Dolphins here. I have some some sad news that I have to convey. Oh no. Some sad, sad news. Joe Rigotti, if we could set the mood here, I would uh, I would appreciate that. Um, Jeremy Fowler and Dan Graziano are reporting that the Atlanta Falcons are expected to stay put at four and take Florida tight end Kyle Pitts. This is a man who I have grown to to appreciate and love and put a lot of a lot of effort into over the last several weeks, those gigantic hands. The massive wingspan, that untouchable catch radius, but it just doesn't seem like it's meant to be. It's starting to feel like Atlanta's going to screw us and take Kyle Pitts. Why can't you take a quarterback? For God's sake, you're a first-year head coach, Arthur Smith. Start your clock now. Have some guts. But it looks like Kyle Pitts isn't going to be there at 6 for the Dolphins. Cut the music, though, because this is the NFL, and you suck it up. You suck it up, and you move on. You overcome adversity. And so now, Chris Greer, dig in. There's a decision to be made at 6, and I'm going to put it out there to you because, yeah, I know that there's a lot of fans of different teams in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, but you know what you're going to do? We're going to talk Dolphins because you don't want to know why. I got my own damn radio show, and I want to talk about the Dolphins and what they're going to do at 6. What should the Dolphins do at 6? 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN-COQUEL. Not just 6, Ken. 18. Just just think, if the Dolphins were just picking 18, you'd be excited, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, fine. That's where (laughs) they've spent the last 15 years picking because they've been 8-8 every year. So that's what I'm saying. So 18 would be exciting. So not just at 6, but also at 18. How should the Dolphins finish the night? I'm, I'm more excited for 18. So now, here's the wrinkle in all of this, though, because there is uh, some growing expectation among several NFL reporters that the Bengals are actually not going to, at five, take Oregon offensive tackle Penny Sewell, but instead they're going to reunite their quarterback, Joe Burrow, with his former top receiver, Jamar Chase. And so that presents a tricky situation 
for the Dolphins at six. So in this hypothetical where you don't have Kyle Pitts, in this hypothetical where you don't have Jamar Chase, what do the Dolphins do? Do you go and get the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, who there has been a lot made of his size or lack thereof, the concerns about that uh, over the last several weeks? I don't know if you've seen some of the new mock drafts that have come out in the last couple of days, Coquel. I saw the uh, Chris Coquel mock draft. The Chris Coquel mock draft had Devontae Smith going where? I got to look. Okay, great. Um, uh, I'm glad that you uh, you committed that to memory. Way to kill the bit. Um, uh, eight. <laughs> at eight. Eight to the Panthers. But there are some mock drafts that Devontae Smith is going to dip into the teens and perhaps the late teens. And there are some who would suggest now that Devontae Smith is a stretch to take at six. But what about his college teammate at Alabama, Jalen Waddle, who the last time we saw him, he was – literally waddling on the turf at Hard Rock Stadium because he was coming off of that gruesome ankle uh, fracture and high ankle sprain that had him off the field since October, and he tried to play, and he was so hobbled that we only saw him briefly, and that was it, courageous of him try to, to try to play, but also he um, uh, he's a supreme talent, we know that, but he's coming off of injury, and... A high ankle sprain, those things linger a little bit. And you're doing like you did with Tua, guy coming off a fairly serious injury, and you're going to expect him to, to get going in his rookie year. Or do the Dolphins do the unthinkable, something that I have defied because I don't think it's sexy. I like the flashy skill position player. Would the Dolphins Punter. take Penny Sewell at six? Would they take... Penny Sewell at six, a guy that we thought for sure was going to go to the Bengals and protect Joe Burrow. But now it's starting to, my football intuition has kicked in. And I have talked myself into a scenario now where the Dolphins take Penny Sewell and it defies all sensibilities I ever have about a top 10 pick for my team in the draft. If you want to get excited about Penny Sewell, Google Penny Sewell Tackle. His tackle on an interception was one of the best tackles I've ever watched. But that's not what you're drafting him to do, But he's Coquel. a finisher. He finishes plays. It showed the bend, the twitchiness. He's a player. Or should the Dolphins trade down no. in a deep tackle draft? And perhaps you can get a tackle. You were down. Why are you trading back up? You already Be- did that. Because you then you're this. adjusting. You're adjusting. Christian Derrissaw, maybe Rashawn Slater are there if the Broncos want to trade up and get a quarterback and then you can still at 18 at 18 you can get a wide receiver or you can get Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle moving back and then get one of the offensive tackles at 18 there's options out there but man I'm trying to talk myself into tomorrow jumping on this show and defending Chris Greer for taking an offensive tackle at six, and it makes my head hurt, and it makes my stomach churn. So many options for the Dolphins at six. To me, forget the Niners at three. You know they're taking a quarterback, unless they take Kyle Pitts, and we'll talk to Mike Tannenbaum about his uh, bold statement to Evan Cohen earlier this week when Mike Tannenbaum joins us here in a couple of minutes. But 
What should the Dolphins do at six? There's a plethora of options. They are fascinating. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. We're talking Dolphins. We're the home of the Dolphins in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. What do they do at six? Put yourself in Chris Greer's shoes. 888-760-3776. Dave is in Delray. Dave, you're on Ken Levick Alive. It's Damon, Ken. Your good friend oh, Damon. Damon in Delray. Damon, what's up, brother? <laughs> Again, congrats. Hope the Ninas are doing good, man. Absolutely. Um, Thank you for asking. Again. Yeah. Ken, you hit it on the head, brother. Hit it on the head. We cannot be sexy here. We we got to use that choice, build up the offensive line. That's where games are won and lost, on the line of scrimmage, okay? Um, our quarterback is solid enough. He's good enough. I believe in him. But you get – you we use that pick to solidify the offensive line, and you're you're right, man. The wide receiver position now is so prominent in college that you can get a really good one later in the first or early in the second. I don't know if we have a second-round pick this year, but I'm just saying I agree with you 100%. Build that line up around Tua, get him a running game, get some play action going, and he will shine. So I you, guarantee it. So, Damon, you are of the mind that for Tua, short-term and long-term, and by the way, the Dolphins do have two second-round picks, which they may use if they Great. wanted to trade up from 18, potentially, um, depending how far yeah. they want to go. But you're under the you're, you're going by the logic that an offensive tackle, a high-end offensive tackle is more important than a high-end wide receiver at that six pick for Tua's short-term and uh. long-term development. I, I, I do, I do. I mean, I mean, listen. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't know this kid, these kids from Alabama at six. If we can get him, that's great. Okay, but I'm saying if you do that, then make damn sure that you use the rest of our higher picks to build that line. Believe me, there's you just got to scout properly, man. That's why Jimmy Johnson is the greatest personnel guy ever. He built those Dallas teams. Yeah, he had Aikman and, and Michael Irving, but dude. Those teams were built on fifth, sixth-round draft choices, the Leon Letts, fourth-round draft choices. That's when you build a championship. And our guys got to get it together, find some kid at northern Iowa or somewhere, you know, <laughs> for a guard. Find, you know, build that offensive lineup around two. I think that's our best bet. Our defense looks good. Um, yeah, you know, this is definitely this a Tua draft. This is a uh, make Tua succeed draft and appreciate the call. You'll get some defensive uh, you, you'll get some defensive picks in the mid rounds, but at six, at eighteen, this is all offense, all offense all the time, but it, it it's it's what order. What do the Dolphins do at six? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight 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 seven six zero ESPN. Because I my football sensibilities tell me that if Kyle Pitts goes at four, and if Jamar Chase goes at six, at five, you can legitimately trade down and still get Waddle or Smith if someone wants to come up and get Justin Fields. Like I, I think you can play that game, and you can get yourself potentially some more draft value as well. Continue to compile that. I'm not mad at that. But, obviously, the biggest prize is if Kyle Pitts is still there at six. They have enough draft capital already, though. There's only so much draft capital you I know. Have. You don't want to be Oklahoma City and just be racking up 37 draft picks. Because they're six, I know. 18, 36, 50 in the second round. And then the third round, don't forget, they have 81. So, in the top 90 picks, they have that many picks in the top 90. 
888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Uh, we'll go ahead and get Mike Tannenbaum here in just a couple of moments. A reminder that we are brought to you by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. 21 years of grooming the sports executives of tomorrow. That's fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Again, forget the 49ers at three and what quarterback they're taking. I think that the Dolphins end up being the most fascinating pick here at six. And let's go ahead and bring in a man who's busy today. Mike Tannenbaum, former Jets Dolphins GM, joins us here weekly on ESPN 106.3 with Evan Cohen. Mike, I'm going to go full-fledged Dolphins here on what we've been discussing. What do the Finns do at six? And my hypothetical is, in case Kyle Pitts at, at goes four to Atlanta and Jamar Chase goes five to the Bengals, and it seems like there's at least some momentum building for that, do the Dolphins, would they take Penny Sewell. How would you feel about the Dolphins going Sewell at six as opposed to a high-end wide receiver? Makes a lot of sense. You know, it's another building block to put two in the best position to be successful. Um, you know, they certainly have tried to address the offensive line to a certain extent. They just moved uh, Eric Flowers. So I think if he was there, I think Sewell has a chance to be really good. And maybe you put him at right tackle, which is obviously the left-handed quarterback's blind side. In 2021, with a quarterback like Tua, with this Dolphins team, what, what is more important for the short-term and long-term development of Tua? Is it, at six, a high-end offensive tackle or a high-end wide receiver that he potentially already has a relationship with, with either Smith or Waddle? Yeah, I'm a big, starting with uh, offensive line back to uh, my Jet days, you know, we took two offensive linemen in the first round. I just think it's the foundation. You know, Miami, we drafted Laramie Tunsil. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he, he was a good player for a long time. That turned into additional dividends for the Dolphins. Just think, unless you have a really good offensive line, guys, it's just hard to be successful. Uh, here with Mike Tannenbaum uh, on ESPN 106.3, Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. Uh I, I've held out for Kyle Pitts, and two weeks ago it seemed like this was going to be a marriage that was destined to happen, Kyle Pitts and the Dolphins. Uh, can you give me any hope whatsoever that he still might be there at six tonight? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many unknowns. You know, I think if Atlanta stays there, they take him, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they traded out. Um, so I think there's a ton of moving parts, and uh, that's what's going to make tonight so much fun. I do want to uh, bring you back to earlier this week, speaking of Pitts, Mike, where uh, where you said this to Evan Cohen. Uh, we're trying to play it here. Uh, well, we'll, we'll uh, so when it comes to Kyle Pitts, I know that you had said, and we have the audio, uh, we'll, uh, we'll try and play it back, but we had said that you had said that you would pay his kids college tuition if Kyle Pitts goes to the Niners. If some way, somehow, the Niners ended up going uh, with Kyle Pitts. Uh, are you feeling nervous at all? Where are you at? Where's your head at right now? Do you anticipate that there's even a chance that you might have to break out the checkbook and pay for tuition after tonight? <laughs> I feel pretty good. I just can't <laughs> imagine that Kyle Shanahan would give up two first-round picks and a third-round pick for a tight end, despite uh, Kyle Pitts's, uh greatness. So it'll, it'll be certainly fun to watch, but uh, that would surprise me. Mike, what about with some of their other picks at 18, 36, and 50? They have some big needs, and when you're in that top 50 or even the third round or in the top 90 picks, those are all starters, I would think, from a GM's point of view. Who are some guys that the Dolphins can target? 
Yeah, well, obviously it depends on where, where they start, but I love the depth at receiver in this year's draft. So uh, depending on if and when they you know take one early, there's there's so many, I think, guys that could really make a difference. Kadarius Tony could be somebody there that's you know somewhere between 25 and 45. Um, if they don't get Kyle Pitts and want to come back and get another tight end, you know, there'll be a couple of those. You know, down the line, there's Trey McKinney from Georgia, who I like, played really well at the Senior Bowl, bigger frame guy, good athlete. So I think um, top 150 picks will have a number of stars that come into this year's draft. For me, Seth Williams out of Auburn is one of my favorite players in the draft. Not Jamie and Sherwood, who I coach. Ken thought I was, when I say Auburn, he thinks I'm going to go there. But Seth Williams, he just his catch radius, and every Auburn game I watched, he made a big play. Who's someone that you watch that maybe we don't know about that you're like, wow, this kid's going to surprise a lot of people? Yeah, I like Davis Mills. I think he's a guy, for a quarterback from Stanford, that if healthy, um, has a chance to be a good starting quarterback. Um, he has knee concerns that are real, but he's somebody that, in my opinion, um, could go at the bottom of the first round, much the way Lamar Jackson did a couple of years ago with Baltimore, where you get the fifth um, year on the contract. So I do think there's a sixth quarterback probably him, maybe Kyle Trask of Florida, that goes at the bottom of the first. Uh, just my, my hometown team, the Chicago Bears, just real quick. Is, is Justin Fields, do you think he gets to that point, and do you think he's a Bear by the end of the night? Is there a possibility? Yeah, I think they would have to trade up for him. I think five quarterbacks go in the top ten. Um, and then there's this group of four teams, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Washington, and New England, that I think could move up somewhere in that, Carolina at eight range, maybe Denver at nine. So I think Chicago would have to give up, you know, a pretty good premium to get up there, but I don't think it's something we could rule out. Mike Tannenbaum with us. A couple more. Mr. T, I know you're up in Bristol today. What, uh, how, how does that work? You're, I'm sure you're just on call. Do you have to just text, uh, check text messages or is someone coming in and saying, all right, Mr. T, we need you in five minutes. How does your day go today? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's great. Uh, started at 6 a.m. We had a get-up meeting and then had get-up, KJZ, uh, talking to friends literally all over the country like you guys. And then uh, we start the draft coverage. Uh, our meeting, I think, starts at 5 p.m. And then uh, we're going all night and until uh, the last pick's made. So uh, it's great. And then uh, get a chance to do the same thing all over again tomorrow morning. And uh, also, too, do you prefer when the draft was Saturday morning First round, second round, third round, fourth round, or do you prefer this Thursday first round prime time? Because I I miss the weekend one. You know, I think it's just great for all of us that are in and around the sport, which is our sport's incredibly popular. The ratings are great, and um, it just speaks to you know the two most popular sports in our country are pro football and college football, and this is a confluence of both those things. So, um, you know, from a traditional, sure, do you like it on a Saturday? Absolutely, but. Um, this this has really become a special in our country. Mike, really quick, and I know you got to go, but if you can let me know about if the Jets are going to get one of these top running backs with either 23 or 34, but more importantly also, if you can tell me about Greco Chevy. Yeah, I do think the Jets come out of this with a back. Um, someone they compare with Zach Wilson, maybe it's Travis Etienne or Javante Williams from North Carolina, two guys that can catch the ball. And uh, Greco Chevrolet, they've been uh, – Great partners of us at uh, ESPN West Palm, and uh, they have an, a, a brand new showroom. They got great cars, great products. I went in there, uh, bought a new uh, Tahoe myself. It's uh, great cars, great value, very safe, very clean environment, and uh, they're conveniently located uh, on Federal Highway in Delray Beach.
All right, Mr. T, really appreciate it. You're going to see Mike Tannenbaum all over ESPN uh, throughout the course of the day. The Jaguars are on the clock and uh, the tuition for Evan Cohen's children (laughs) in college. We're on the clock with that as well. Mr. T, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week, okay? All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right, Mike Tannenbaum, former Jets and Dolphins GM with us here on Ken LeVick Alive. Uh, I want Kyle Pitts. That made me hopeful that maybe, maybe, maybe he thinks that Kyle Pitts might still be around at six. Boy, I'm going to be insufferable tomorrow if Kyle Pitts goes to the Dolphins. Brian's in Jupiter. Brian, you're on ESPN 106.3. What's up, bud? Okay, as a longtime Dolphins fan, my thing is draft for today, not for tomorrow. You have Parker, who's been injured the past what two three years yeah yeah all the time uh yeah you got williams he's been injured the past couple years uh you know draft pits if he's there if he's there draft a wide receiver at six and get your running back at uh what is it uh 18 yeah, I, I believe it is. Yeah, I mean, it, it, would would Najee Harris still be there at eighteen? Potentially, you think? Yeah, he, he'd be there at eighteen, but I think you may be able to get him in the second round. You can get yeah, one of these like, top backs. I'm too. a firm believer that at this or, point, you rarely draft a running back in the first round. Or if you want to trade back from eighteen, right. that yeah. would be the spot to trade back because someone may have a need where you sure. can get a right. running back later in sure. the first round. Yeah, I mean, this is all this is all for two, and you're right about the receiving core. I, I mean, last year the Dolphins led the NFL in drops. Tua, he he receives unfair criticism because he had a receiving core that, one, was injured because, well, Devontae Parker, like you said, is always injured, and two, Tua was putting balls on the money that were just completely dropped, and that has to change, and that only changes if you get elite, reliable talent, and that's why I just don't think you can pass that up at six, but, uh, and that's why you can get a tackle later in the first round if you, you can trade down. Get, you can get a Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota who's right. going to be a steal out of this draft, or your buddy Lane Kiffin and call him and ask him about Elijah, Elijah Moore. Moore. That's another I wouldn't mind Elijah Moore. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that, you know, that's, you know, you get a defensive, you know, good defensive rusher in the second, you know, and... Uh, and there's plenty of those. You know, there's even if, plenty of those in the draft. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you got to remember, too, June 1st, uh, aren't they going to, you know, not the Dolphins, but, uh, you know, aren't a bunch of teams going to uh, release... Oh yeah, uh, a bunch of uh, players. Yeah, I mean, I mean you're always you know, you're always going to be able I mean, to pick out of the the free agent heat, but you do want to get some uh, some guys that you can are young that you can bring in and really th- appreciate the call, Brian. But uh, you don't want you don't want to depend on that. You want to make sure that you're maximizing what you did in the draft. The Dolphins did a lot to get here. Going back to the Tunsil trade, stockpiling all those picks, going from three, going to twelve, going back to six. You want to make sure you get this right. This is not the draft to have a miss because you still have questions about your quarterback from last year. So how do we make Pitts happen? Let's make it happen. I think I think we do need to, you know what? I think we need to make a phone call. We we at least need to check in, do our due diligence on Kyle Pitts. Put a little influence. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna um we're gonna hit the phones when we come back. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka, and I'm live on ESPN 1063.